Hey, it's Jim Daly here. Just so you know, it's time, time for a challenge, time to not only be a Christian, but live your faith. Bring Your Bible to School Day is the next Live It Challenge on October 5th. Nationwide, kids will team up to share the gospel at their schools. To learn more or register your children for the first time, visit bringyourbible.com. His word gives us confidence. So let's live it up. Bringyourbible.com. Slick back, taking life on one day at a time. Average boy and Jess bringing the rhyme. Welcome to episode 80 of the official Average Boy podcast. That's right, 80. I'm Bob Smiley, aka Average Boy, aka the snowball, slider, slithering, shivering, snide, side, snickering, slinger of silliness. And I'm, uh, just Jesse, editor of. Wait, hang on. I get that you're the snide, side-snickering slinger of silliness, but why the snowball, slider, slithering, shivering part? Oh, I threw the snow reference in as an inside joke to our dedicated fans who've been listening to all our episodes from the very, very beginning. Okay. Uh, wait, I still don't get it. Well, Jesse, maybe you haven't been listening from the beginning. Uh, Bob, I've been on every episode. Huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you should get it, but I'll explain anyway. You know how our favorite joke on here is, what did the zero say to the eight? <laughs> I love that joke. Uh, the zero said to eight, nice belt. Uh, that is one of our favorite jokes, but I don't understand what it has to do with snowballs or snow or, or, or shivering. <laughs> Jesse, an eight looks like a snowman. Everyone knows that. And no one has ever made a snowman without getting into a snowball fight. <laughs> Plus, snow is cold, so that makes me the snowball slider, slithering, shivering, snide, side snickering, slinger of silliness. I I think that's pretty clear to everyone, right? Uh, Bob, God has given you such an amazing brain. Uh, when I can keep up, I'm always entertained. Uh, Bob? What? Oh, Did you hear me? Sorry, Jesse. There's an ant crawling toward my lunchbox, but I was still listening, and I totally agree with you. Bacon does make a hamburger taste way better, but you haven't fully introduced yourself yet. Do you Do you want to do that? Oh, it's getting closer. Do you want to do that while I make sure this ant doesn't carry away my lunch? I don't think you were actually listening. Oh, well, uh, like I was saying before, I got on this roller coaster ride inside of AB's mind. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, and I'm currently watching Average Boy take an ant out of the studio. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that, but my lunch is saved. Anyway... This has been a lot of fun, guys, but unfortunately, this is the end of today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. Uh, Bob? Bob? Yeah? We're really not at the end of the episode. Uh, we're actually just starting our 80th show, and, and so far, all we've done is confuse our listeners and one of the two hosts. Oh, sorry, Jesse. I've been having a problem staying focused on things lately. 
In fact, my mom pointed it out this morning. Did something happen that made her think you weren't staying focused on things? Uh, sort of. She told me to put my dirty clothes in the washing machine and then take a shower. So I did that. Well, it sounds like you were completely focused. That's exactly what I thought. I only got a little mixed up doing the two things. Uh, how so? Well, I put my clothes in the shower and mom actually stopped me as I was climbing into the washing machine. She also took my phone away. She thinks my biggest problem is I'm not staying focused on things. She says I tune out everything when I'm staring at my phone. Okay, well, that sounds like a great topic for a future episode because there's a major problem with kids spending too much time online or glued to looking at screens. Uh, But today, I wanted to ask you about your family vacation because you guys went on a cruise, right? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, it was a blast, Jesse. Well... Okay, mostly a blast. There there were some hiccups. I figured. So do you care to share what happened? Because I love boats. Uh, did you know I was a sailor when the company Apple bought their first ships? Wait a minute. No, you don't. No, I know what you're doing. I may have trouble focusing, but I can see a Jesse joke coming from a nautical mile away. Come on, Bob. Just do it for my fans. All right, fine. Let's do this. So you were a sailor on a boat owned by the Apple Company? Yeah, they made us wear an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that, that actually is not bad. Uh, oh, what does a boat do when it feels sick? Well, it's usually seasickness, but I don't know what it does. <laughs> it goes to the dock. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I heard a lot of boat jokes because my family just went on a cruise. Did I tell you about that? Wow, I'm thinking maybe the boat isn't the only one that needs to go see a dock. Uh, A.B., I was just asking you about that trip. Oh, sorry. There was a knock at the front door, and I thought it might be the aunt. Anyway, my family went on a cruise, and actually your eye patch joke goes with part of the story. You see, I got an eye patch as soon as Dad told us that we were going on the giant cruise ship. I also started telling a lot of pirate jokes. You know, like, uh, how much does it cost a pirate to get his ears pierced? <laughs> a buccaneer. Or, uh, how do you save a dying pirate? <laughs> You give him CPR. (laughs) (laughs) How about what is a pirate's favorite fish? Uh, A swordfish. Or what about what is a pirate's favorite letter? (laughs) Hang on, Jesse. Now you're not staying focused because I just gave that punchline. It's R. You'd think so, but it's actually C because they sail the seven C's. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, well, it actually came from Webb, and he sent it to us at AverageBoy.org. That explains it. But it doesn't explain, what do you call a pirate who likes to skip school? <laughs> Captain Hooky. <laughs> okay, that's that's great. I'm writing that one down in the Jesse joke folder here. Uh, while I'm doing that, uh, keep telling us about your trip. Oh, okay. Um, well... Dad finally got fed up with the pirate jokes. He even told me, no more pirate jokes. Uh, Plus, he made me give him my eye patch, but I could tell he really wasn't mad. How could you tell? Well, as he was saying all that, I looked at him and I said, are you mad at me, matey? And he started to grin, and then he actually broke out in laughter. You see, Dad, he's always wanted to take a cruise, but he was always afraid that my brother's brother would get in too much trouble on the ship. Oh, wait, wait. Your brother's brother. 
isn't that you? Well, we don't actually have time to dive into my family tree right now, Jesse, but the point is my dad was super excited to finally be going on a cruise ship. In fact, I think that's why we left so early the morning the ship was departing from Galveston. You guys left, like, really early? Really early. Dad said he wanted to leave early just in case something went wrong, so we left our house before the sun was even up. So, when did you arrive at the port where the ship was docked? Um, which time? The first time or the second time? (laughs) Wait, how did you arrive twice? Well, we first got there two hours before we were allowed on the ship, but one of us forgot their passport. Does this person's name rhyme with Slob Biley? Well, that's not important right now. The, The point is, we had to go back home to get my... to get somebody's passport... Um, it, it was my brother's brother's passport. And fortunately, the port of Galveston isn't too far from our house. So then we showed up right on time the second time. And we walked right on this amazingly huge cruise ship. Oh, it really is so peaceful cutting through the mystical ocean on a giant boat. You know, I thought so too. But I actually heard my dad say several times that he thought this vacation would be more peaceful. At least I think that's what he was saying. I was talking each time he said it. (laughs) Well, so what was the first thing you did when you got on the boat? You know, I know my family always likes to hit the buffets they have on board. What? You shouldn't hit anyone, Jesse, especially girls named Buffy. No, no, no. My, My family doesn't hit anyone. I was saying we like to eat at the huge food buffets that are on board the ships. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. And you're right. The food is amazing. I'll get to that in a bit, but the first thing we did was to go to the main deck. You see, our rooms weren't ready yet, so we wore our bathing suits to board the ship so we could head straight to one of the pools. You know, those pools are actually filled with water from the ocean, and then they dump it back out each night. You know, it's sort of crazy being in the ocean and swimming in the same ocean water on the boat. Uh, did, Did the pool have a slide? You know, I know some ships have fun slides that you can slide on. This one didn't have a pool slide, but I looked up, and over the pool, I saw a huge zip line. A a zip line? That actually sounds a bit dangerous because usually those pools aren't very big. Yeah, they're not. And so I thought the same thing, that it was dangerous, but I really wanted to try it. So I quickly climbed the stairs to figure out how to slide down the cable. And that's that's when I met my first worker on the ship. You know, that's a, a great thing about going on a cruise. The staff are usually from all these different countries, and they're normally really nice, and they're always around. You know, if you take time to get to know them, you can hear a lot of interesting things about their country. So, uh, do you remember the staff person's name? <laughs> oh, absolutely. His name was Ezra. And uh, what was Ezra's job on the ship? You know, a cruise ship normally has about 800 to 1,000 staff members on board, and they all have have a lot of different jobs they do throughout the cruise. Yeah, well, Ezra was in charge of telling kids that the cable going over the pool wasn't a zip line. It turns out the cable was just for hanging banners. So I quickly tried to help Ezra out. I, I suggested that he hang a banner that said, this is not a zip line. He said he'd think about it. So I just went downstairs and swam for a while before going to lunch. I'm excited to hear what you thought about the food. You know, cruises usually have all the normal stuff, plus lots of other different items you can try. I know, right? Mom explained that all the food was included in the price of the trip so we could eat whatever we wanted and as much as we wanted. I asked her what kind of food they had, and Jesse, she told me all of it. And she was right. She was absolutely right. They had everything. So what did you get for that first meal on the ship? Okay, I had squid and ice cream. I had a baked potato with snails. 
Oh, by the way, do you know what they call snails? I do. They're called escargot. <laughs> That's right. When the waiter told us that, Dad told a joke that I'm assuming came straight out of the Jesse joke folder. So, it was a really good joke. Okay, we can go with that. Dad said, escargot? That's the prayer I said when I bought my first car. God, please make escargot real fast. Oh, that's good. And I'm assuming everyone else laughed too. Actually, no one was hungry after that joke, but it turned out it was perfect timing because we got notified right then that our rooms were ready. Oh, good. I'm also interested in what you thought about the cruise ship rooms. Why? Do you like being stuck in a tiny closet with your family? <laughs> well, you know, they are really small. You're right. Uh, but continue with your story. Okay, so we went down six floors to unpack our bags. And you're right. Cruise ships are giant, but the rooms they put people in are super tiny. I actually dropped a Kleenex in the room, and it looked like we instantly had wall-to-wall carpet. <laughs> yeah. I think the idea is that you only use your room to sleep at night. I think the cruise ships want you out on the ship enjoying all the shows and the games and the food, so the rooms can be really small because you just sleep there. Well, if that's their plan, then well done them, because they made them super small. In fact, on day three, I ordered a large pizza to our room, and I had to eat it out in the hall because it wouldn't fit inside. Oh, and sleeping was actually difficult. Our room had two drop-down kid beds attached to the wall. They're actually pretty cool. They they folded into the wall during the day, but at night you could pull them out to sleep on. A Murphy bed? Uh, no. No, no, a kid with any name could sleep on them. No, no, no. I meant they're called a Murph... <laughs> Why do I even try? Uh, So they were comfortable to sleep on? I have no idea. I don't know what kind of kid they used to measure the length of the bed when they were making it, but that kid probably, I guess his name was Murphy, uh, was not eating his vegetables or taking any vitamins. The beds were super short. My legs hung off the end, and my brother was afraid to sleep that high above the ground on what looked like a flimsy ironing board. So what did you do? We slept in my mom's big open suitcase. It actually had more room than the ironing board beds, and mom was happy because she got to point out that it was fortunate that she brought her giant suitcase instead of the smaller one. You see, Dad had been complaining when he was lugging it up to the dock before we set sail. So, all in all, it was a great vacation. It was. Uh, So, what was your favorite part? My favorite part was sitting on the chairs at the back of the boat while the ship was moving. Jesse, you could look out at the ocean and see God's amazing creation. Uh, The ocean... It's so huge and majestic. Oh, and I saw dolphins. I saw two whales. And I saw tons of fish swimming along the boat. And on the last day of the cruise, while I was sitting back there, I got to see Ezra again, the staff member that I met on the first day of the cruise that I was telling you about. Oh, yeah, cool. So uh, what was he doing then? Well, evidently another one of his jobs is telling kids that they're not allowed to fish off the back of the cruise ship. Anyway, seeing the ocean, the fish, and even all the different kinds of people on the ship was just a great reminder of how creative and powerful God is. I agree. The very beginning of the Bible starts with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 that says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
you know, God created it all. And it's really important to take a moment each day just to notice all the great creations that God has made for us. It's, it's just a great reminder of how powerful and amazing he is. Oh, that reminds me of a question we got from a listener. Oh, yeah. You know, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback about our episodes, and we've received mostly five stars on our review page. You know, that really helps our podcast move up in the rankings. So I'd like to take a moment and thank everyone who's written in or given us five stars. Absolutely. And we've gotten a lot of good jokes sent in. I'm, I'm assuming to replace the bad ones that I have to listen to each time? Uh, ignoring that. Someone named Ouchie L. asked, which is faster, hot or cold? And then Ouchie gave us the answer. Hot is faster because you can catch a cold. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, but Peter V. asked us a serious question. He said, how can God listen to our prayers if they aren't spoken out loud? Ooh, that's a great question. And it kind of sort of goes with what we're talking about today. Uh, You see, God is the creator of all things around us. And more importantly, the creator of all of us. Uh, He knows our heart, our thoughts. He sees our actions and knows what we're going to do even before we do it. God is all-knowing and all-powerful. So, We don't have to speak out loud to talk to him because he knows our thoughts. Wow, Uh, that was a very focused answer and, you know, packed with truth. But we received another question that I wanted to get your take on, Bob. Uh, Evelyn wrote in and said, Dear Average Boy, there is a lot of drama going on in my school. What can I do to help stop drama? Oh, that's a good question and kind of an easy one to answer. Do not go out for the play or musicals at your school. Uh... No, no, I I think Evelyn is talking about a different kind of drama, maybe, you know, arguments between friends or bullying, you know, students, how they spread rumors about each other, that kind of drama. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, my actually my advice is the same. Just don't go for it. I like what the Apostle Paul wrote in First Thessalonians, chapter four, verse 11. It says, Do everything you can to live a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you to. That's really good advice for stopping the drama. You know, just don't take part in it. Uh, Drama is so emotionally draining, and it's hard to be around people who stir up drama. So, yeah, do what the Apostle Paul said and live a quiet life and mind your own business. Uh, You know, maybe you can encourage the kids creating the drama to live that way, too. Of course, uh, if the bullying gets bad or, or kids at your school start to feel really like bummed out by the drama, it may be a good idea to involve a teacher or a school counselor. Yeah, sometimes drama can get out of control, like when all the kids in band stared at me when I did that two-minute triangle solo. You know, some people just don't appreciate the triangle. Uh, But that's a story for another episode. That's right, because this is the end of today's episode. Plus, I'm really hungry for bacon burger for some reason. You want to take us out, Jesse? Sure. Uh, This is the end of today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. If you haven't heard our other episodes, you can go back and listen to all of them at averageboy.org. And at that website, you can find links to subscribe to Focus on the Family's Clubhouse magazine, where you can read a new Adventures of Average Boy story every month written by... 
<laughs> me. <laughs> and you can click on the link to the Focus Store to buy Average Boys Devotion Books, Devotions for Super Average Kids Books 1 and 2, or the new novel, Average Boys Above Average Year. <laughs> what a novel idea. And so is this. Anyone can send us a message at averageboy.org by clicking on the Ask Average Boy link, or you can leave us a voice message by clicking on the green box on our homepage and then hitting the Send a Voicemail link on the side of the next page. Just make sure to get your parents' permission before you call. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling you, don't be average. Be super average. <laughs> 80 episodes, Jesse. Can you believe it? Oh, man, I love the 80s. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now who's not focused? <laughs> Missing gold? A haunted mansion? Bank robbers? Young Wit is on the case. This is Jonathan Avery Whitaker, age 10. My stepmom says that I have a great imagination. John Avery, come down from that roof. Papier-mâché wings will not make you fly. That's right. Mr. Whitaker had some wild adventures back in the day. My dad says I'm clever and resourceful. Does anyone know why our chickens are bald? Ten-year-old Wit solved a lot of mysteries, and you can read all about them in the Young Wit book series. I'll tell you all about the Confederate gold escapade later. It's a long story. Maybe I'll write a book about it one day. These five books are perfect for kids ages 10 and up, especially if they're Adventures in Odyssey fans. Your kids will dive into exciting mysteries while learning important lessons about God. Ha! I told you we'd find treasure in here. Come on, let's keep digging. Learn more at youngwit.com. That's youngwit.com.